What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie J. Lopez. Hope you're all doing well. Please follow the podcast page, allow for notifications, rate the podcast. Also, follow me on social media at Frequency Podcast Network. There you're going to see when new episodes come out. You get to check out my vinyl collection and you can see my latest thoughts and music today. Got a great one today. Black Country New Road, Ants From Up There. Black Country New Road, English rock band, post-punk, experimental rock, art rock, gained a lot of attention last year with their breakout debut album for the first time. This album got so much attention and critical acclaim, essentially making Black Country New Road an overnight success, leaving the music world on the edge of their seats, wondering what they were going to do next. More drama came circling the group, with Isaac Wood, their lead vocalist, departing from the band four days before the release of the album, citing mental health struggles. So that, combined with living up to their first breakout hit, left fans wondering, how is this new record going to sound? Will it live up to the hype? And glad to say, Black Country New Road came through with an early album of the year contender here. This album is incredibly well-crafted from beginning to end, and it has something for everyone, and I truly mean that. This thing is full of extravagant and well-thought-out instrumentation, fantastic songwriting, and moments that just get stuck in your head all day. Oftentimes, you get one thing or the other, a fantastically creative songwriter with sort of minimalistic instrumentation, or the opposite, you get grand instrumentals with very little lyrics. Neither of these things are necessarily bad, and both styles have given me some great albums over the years, but Black Country New Road came through with some beautiful arrangements on here to the point where each song almost feels like a standalone piece of art with its own moments of calmness and triumph. The pacing and sound set the tone of the album so well, and they perfectly accompany the lyrics. Isaac Wood's songwriting throughout this delivers a wit and sense of imagery that reminds me of Elliot Smith, with a bit stronger emotion and somewhat similar in attitude at times. And I have to mention the rest of the band, Lewis Evans on sax, Tyler Hyde on bass, Georgia Ellery on violin, Mae Kershaw on the keys, Charlie Wayne on drums, and Luke Mark on guitar. Clearly, they put a lot of work in the composition of these tracks, and I just want to make sure that their names are noted. Given this is a 10-track album and a very quick hour-long listen, I'm going to warn you right now that this is going to be a track-by-track deep-dive type of review here. And to get into the album, following this beautiful instrumental-only introduction, we're hit in the face right away with so many different instruments and sounds on this first full-length track, Chaos Space Marine. The most prominent instruments are this masterful violin, these driving pianos, and lovely saxophone. This along with the closer bookend the album really well and it kind of serves as a prologue as to what's to come, even with lyrics throughout this referencing the upcoming tracks. Woods is singing of leaving a previous life behind. Given the context of this album, I'm convinced this is metaphorically referring to a person and sort of foreshadows a bit of the topics on the album going forward. Following this, we get Concord, an incredibly well-written track. It is fantastic. The song crafts a metaphor surrounding Concord, an airliner that traveled at the speed of sound, comparing this person Wood is singing about to the airliner, saying that he would do anything to simply get a glimpse of them, but given Concord is incredibly fast and far away, it's unreachable for Wood, assuming then that this person he is speaking about is also out of his reach. And I think this is evident in the fantastic chorus, and you like Concord, I came, a gentle hill racer. I was breathless upon every mountain just to look for your light. Really great songwriting there and really fantastic metaphors. Next, we have Bread Song, one that Evans himself described as feeling like two different songs in one, and you sure get that. This is a track about a dying relationship and Woods' partner being afraid to reach sort of a level of intimacy that Wood himself is seeking. Incredible metaphors in the chorus here. 
Fleetwood sings, don't eat your toast in my bed. This place is not for any man nor particles of bread. To me, this is his partner saying that I'm not open to having this level of closeness with you. This bed isn't meant to go that deep with me. Don't leave these breadcrumbs that mimic sort of a relationship here because you're not going to find that. This track transitions and progresses so much, using brass instruments such as saxophone prominently to display the growing emotion. After this, we're hit with a more upbeat and playful song, I'd say, Goodwill Hunting. This song is deeply rooted in Woods' desire to be in a relationship with a person who is going to be leaving and Woods trying to cope with that in a way. We're starting to learn a lot about Wood and his codependent nature in relationships. This feels to be a theme throughout the album. The increased intensity in the delivery of the chorus to me implies an increasing sense of insecurity as this person is leaving. With more attitude in each delivery of the chorus, Wood is there for this person, but they view him more as sort of a fun time and someone for the moment. Next, we're hit with Haldern, seemingly about someone Wood cares for leaving him, which is similar to the previous track. This is someone he has revealed so much of himself to. And this wonderful songwriting continues here with this cool imagery and this metaphor describing how much this person really wanted to find a way out of Woods' life. With lines like, we formed a ring around your house to stop your body leaving, but you burned the final question then, and then you rose out through the ceiling, which is pretty fucking cold. <laughs> I will say... This is one of my least favorite songs on the album, and although I do find it to be great, it doesn't really grow into much and leaves me wanting more by the end of it. As I've mentioned, this album is full of tracks that feel like standalone pieces in a way, and this one just kind of feels incomplete in comparison to others. Next, we got an instrumental moment on the record with Mark's theme. This is dedicated to Lewis Evans' late uncle who passed from COVID and was a huge fan of the band. It also features an incredible sax solo and fits perfectly with the ambiance of the instrumental vibe of the record. It is a lovely tribute. Next, we have The Place Where He Inserted the Blade, my favorite song on the album. When writing this review, I had trouble moving on because this song was just so great. I re-listened to it so many times. Lovely flute being played on this one and a couple of Kanye references on here. Side note, but lots of really cool pop culture references on this album where we get a sense of the band's musical interests and influences, mentions of Billie Eilish, lyrics from The Killers, The Smiths, etc., Obviously, this group is full of music nerds. As one myself, I acknowledge and appreciate that. But back to the track. This song can be interpreted in many ways, I think. But to me, I feel like he's singing about a person who makes him feel safe. A person who is there to heal him when he's in his place of darkness and sadness. I find this to be evident in the chorus, which is amazing. Where he sings, I'll praise the Lord, burn my house, I get lost, I freak out. You come home and hold me tight as if it never happened at all. Moving on, though. That person seems to be afraid of being so important to Wood. The beginning of the track, we get a line where he says, you're scared of a world where you're needed. And by that, I think this person is scared of that codependency that Wood tends to show. And to be fair, that dependency seems to scare both of them. In the pre-chorus, Wood writes, I know you're scared while I'm scared too, that every time I try to make lunch for anyone else in my head, I end up dreaming of you. I think Wood here saying that he acknowledges that codependence. And although it's something that he is aware of, it's still something that he can't help. He also expresses a fear of this person pulling away from him with lines like, well, I tried just to stroke your dreams better, but darling, I see that you're not really sleeping. Essentially saying that you aren't part of this dream like I am. I think they're both afraid of how much Wood needs this person. And as this song goes on, the strength in which he delivers the chorus is just chilling. This is simply how I interpret the song, but in any which case, it is beautiful. Then after this, we get Snow Globes. In this track, as it goes on, you get these really interesting drum patterns that kind of take center stage in the background. And if you hear it, you'll know what I mean. 
They provide a very different and interesting pace to the song, bringing in a form of chaos as Wood sings the refrain, in a way kind of describing the feelings that are growing inside of him before belting it out towards the end of the track. I really like the build. It feels like two separate things sort of happening at once. And during this build, Wood singing repeatedly with heightened intensity, God of Weather, Henry Knows, No Globes, Don't Shake on Their Own. I'm going to be a little nitpicky here. I do wish there was more context in this track. I understand loosely what's happening in terms of the snow globes. You know, things happen because they're supposed to, higher power, etc. But I struggle to find the connection with the overall album and the narrative. But then we get the closer, the perfect bookend to this album, Basketball Shoes. It almost feels like three songs in one, split by these theatrical instrumental breaks that literally borrow from different motifs throughout the album, pulling out all the stops instrumentally and lyrically. Incredible energy to close out the last verse, where Wood kind of closes his thoughts on this codependent, unhealthy relationship he had with someone or multiple people. And I think this man truly has a way with words, and closes this album out the only way he knows how, with this cryptic, beautiful ass message. So my favorite tracks are Concord, Bread Song, Goodwill Hunting, The Place Where He Inserted the Blade, and Basketball Shoes. And in terms of my final thoughts, I will say this is one of the easiest hour-long listens I've ever had. Wood has a knack for songwriting with an amazing approach to metaphors and imagery, as I've said multiple times throughout this review. I take away from this album his ability to truly express his emotions on his close relationships, especially in regard to his anxieties and codependent habits. This is backed by a masterful arrangement of fantastic musicianship with the band orchestrating sounds that we don't often hear in modern day rock, leveraging strings and brass horns beautifully on here to match Wood's tone and convey his emotions perfectly. I think my only gripe with this album is that both Haldern and Snow Globes are great songs, but the former feels a bit incomplete in comparison to the rest of the track list, and the latter just doesn't seem to fit the narrative of the album as snugly as the rest of the track list does. Otherwise, though, I think this thing is damn near perfect. So this one is a 9 for me, so close to a 10, but not there. But yep, those are my thoughts. What do you think? Do you agree? Do you think I'm crazy? DM me on Instagram and let me know. Also, let me know what you'd like me to review next. Until then... I'll see y'all later.